good morning. Saturday morning with George and Phil. 22 minutes to help you become the best version of yourself. Whether you found yourself out of shape, struggling in a dead-end job, or in job transition, we're your hosts, George Murray and Lenny Newman, pinch hitting for Phil while he's away. We're here to help you move from where you are today to where you want to be tomorrow. We're glad you could join us this early, hot Saturday morning in Minnesota, and we do encourage questions in the chat, and we'll do our best to answer as many as we can as time permits. Good morning, Lenny. We want to thank our viewers. Uh, We are streaming live on LinkedIn Live, on Facebook Live, and YouTube Live. So if you're watching this on YouTube Live or pre-recorded, just hit the subscribe button and you will be notified for our upcoming shows. Well, George, it's finally heating up here in Minnesota, and I'm not just talking about your new book. Um, With Ignite, Engage, and Retain, still due out this summer. Hey, George, tell us a little bit about what you're hoping to accomplish uh, with your second book. Yeah, well, you know, my first book was really to help professionals and executives to do a career pivot or if they're in job transition, what's the roadmap for success? Um, Given the last couple of years with employees trying to retain talent, this is really to help business leaders and owners, you know, ignite their workforce, engage your teams, even if they're in a hybrid sense. And most importantly, retain that talent. So, you know, I had an opportunity to really speak with more than 30 CEOs, CFOs, and CHROs across the globe. Um, And this is really just not a problem in in heating up Minnesota. This is a problem across the board. And so this is really to help them identify the gaps and most importantly, fill those gaps and be able to retain their talent. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to the release, George. Uh, but before we move on, I just want to make a little shout out to uh, our sponsor, um, Hired. Cut your search in time in half for sponsoring our show. And George, I have no idea. How were you able to get such a pristine, well-capitalized <laughs> sponsor? How'd that happen, George? You know, I, I have to turn around and arm wrestle the CFO, which is she's pretty she's pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, by the way, if you do know anyone contemplating a career transition uh, or struggling in job transition, uh, encourage them to uh, grab the book uh, available on Amazon Kindle, uh, and I believe by the end of this month, uh, oh, it's Audible. already there. Audible, it's fabulous! There. It's there. Cool. Awesome. Hey, so um, we're going to have to wing it because, and and I'm going to turn around and interrupt the whole process here and just tell people the background on how we set up these shows. So normally the week after we have our last show, I kind of start developing the script, both Lenny, myself, Phil, and Ethan kind of go back and forth to identify the questions that we're going to ask. And more importantly, who can we find as a subject matter expert? So it's not just a couple of guys that just show up and kind of wing it. But again, today we're going to have to wing it. So um, unfortunately, um, our get our special guest, who is awesome, by the way, because Lenny and I both know her, Jeannie Poole, is having some technical difficulty. She may probably not got the memo this week that Internet Explorer is done. 
<laughs> hey, it, you know what? It, it's all good. So we're we're going to do what we always do, George. We're going to carry on. Uh, today today's episode is uh, we're going to talk a little bit about creating bench strength um, via internal recruiting. And you know what I'm going to suggest, George, is you know we can certainly go back and forth on the questions. Uh, I think both you and I have sure. probably had some experience with recruiting, and uh, we can certainly uh, attack it from from that angle. Um, so. A couple, a couple thoughts, George. Um, you know, businesses take time to um, create their internal recruiting plan. And one of the things that I know that's happening right now in the market, and George, you and I have had conversations about this over the last several months, is speed the market. Uh, you know, how do you create that internal culture uh, to, shall I say, source candidates and be responsive quickly, because that is a, a paradigm shift that I think we're all seeing uh, in this in the marketplace today. So are there any thoughts, George, that that you can share with what maybe you're seeing businesses do uh, to be a little bit more responsive uh, with their internal folks to help uh, hire people a little bit more quickly? Yeah, you know, um, internal, or internal recruiting also relies on external recruiting, right? Um, because if you're not working the outside to bring people in, the individuals that are in your group are becoming stretched thin because they're maybe doing two or three jobs. So it's extremely important now than ever. And I can tell you, I've talked with a lot of CHROs and HRs in general as, as well. The frustration is, is that, hey, the last thing I want to do is recruiting because it is a tough market out there. It's challenging. So... What do you want to do? You want to at least make sure that you pump the brakes on the people that might be leaving, right? And I think one of the most important things is making sure that your first line managers are actively engaged with their teams and more importantly, identifying what their career paths might be and seeing how we can probably align those with the company's goals and objectives. And, and you know, George, it, it's it's interesting because in this, New, this new era we're in, you know, working remotely, hybrid, you know, how do you how do you approach that where you have part of your workforce is, you know, working from home, part of the workforce is working anywhere all over the country. And some some of the workforce may be literally, as I call it, uh, behinds in seats. But how, how do you how do you deal that deal with that? Well, you know, the last uh, couple of years through pandemic, even the most traditional brick and mortar companies have been forced to the hybrid model um, or the work from home model or, you know, perish, right? Um, I've had some, let's say, CEOs very adamant to want just butts and seats. But the fact is, is that um, given the state the last couple of years, you just can't do that. So they've had to be able to force and found out that a lot of the folks are being more productive, right? They're actually probably working more hours um, if they're working from home because you know they may have to go out for an hour or something like that maybe walk a dog for 30 minutes like you have but then they're getting back in and they're they're hitting the ground so it's important for owners and leaders to be flexible i think one of the most important things in one of the chapters i talked about you have to trust the team that you have sure and you know back to the subject at hand you know creating the bench strength you know right now one of the things that I've been observing as I'm out talking with people, networking, um, quite, quite frankly, a lot of companies don't have the luxury 
of having a bench. You know, they have a um, single resource who he or she may be doing a job and there is no backup. There's no bench. What, you know, what would you suggest, George, based on the various opportunities you've been involved with uh, to try to build up that bench and, and get some people, um, you know, who can potentially backfill other roles? Maybe it's a, a cross-training initiative. What, what sort of things would you, would you think about? Yeah, I'm, you know, I kind of look at this whole evolution of where we're at today. And, you know, gone are the days because of the fact that, you know, the high schools don't have the skills, they don't have the classes, they don't have the funding. Um, and so now it's actually getting pushed back on businesses to really create that bench strength and training programs. One of the things I like to first do, and it's always a process with clients and, and companies that I work with, is, is first go in and, and open up to the teams and try to help them, i say, bring it to the table, right? Tell me, tell me what you're doing hourly, weekly, and monthly, and see how I, as a leader, can really free up your time from that mundane stuff. Maybe we can automate certain programs or reporting so it doesn't take you 15, 20 minutes, right? Once you're able to do that process, and that takes probably within a week or so, people feel good because, hey, I'm actually focused, I got more time. But then you start asking the team, what are the one or two projects do you guys feel we should spend that time now on, right? Sure. That's when you get that team actively engaged. You get cross-functional departments actively engaged because either A, they see a benefit directly or they see a benefit indirectly that's going to not only help them, but it also helps the company. Mm -hmm. I'd say the third portion would be um, one of the processes that I love to do is, you know, go into an organization and work with the cross-functional leadership and, and start to develop kind of high potentials and next generational leaders. First identify them, right? And then develop plans that align with their career paths as well as the goals and objectives of the company. So to me, high potentials are folks that, hence high potentials, willingness, have the ability, have the energy, the drive, but maybe within three to five years, they can take that next role with coaching, mentoring, and they may have to finish or even start a degree in order to get to the next level, but you've developed them, right? And instead of having only them here a year, 18 months, they're maybe here five, seven years um, because you have that prog progress for them. And you have, to, you, know, you have to have those monthly check-ins. And then the next generation leaders, which is the next level, right? They're basically within less than three years. Maybe they need to finish a degree or do a certificate and with a little bit more coaching, they can move up to the next level. And all that while, you know, you start off small, you identify maybe the top 10%, but over a period of time, you want to try to identify your entire organization. And so I think those three portions can definitely not only create energy, enthusiasm, positive attitude in an organization that want to help a business and the business wants to help them succeed, but they have clear roadmaps, every person, all the way down to the person that just started yesterday. And, and I think what I'm what I'm gathering, George, from your thoughts are it, it's it strikes me that the communication throughout the organization, um, you know, you, you talk a lot about, you know, speaking with people, understanding what their jobs entail, um, assessing what their strengths are. So you really do have a, a nice migration uh, through people in the organization to uh, to take on new and different and expanding roles. Um I want to pivot just for a minute, George, 
um, specifically um, as it pertains to um, in today's market, I'm getting a lot of feedback from people who, as a result of a lot of turnover, uh, they have obviously very little bench strength at all. And they're reaching out. And you mentioned, you know, the internal recruiting piece and being tied closely to the external recruiting piece. What what sort of things would you suggest for companies that don't have that internal bench strength that they could literally take on on Monday morning and do one thing? If there was one thing you could do on Monday, George, what would it be uh, to begin to build that bench strength so you don't have these, as I call them, 911 first responder emergencies about people? Well, you know, I, I go back to the last comment that next generation leaders and high potential process, um, although could be done starting Monday within a couple of weeks, you could identify um, not only your top talent and your next generational talent, those different layers, right? But then you can all start working, you know, the gaps, you know, maybe George needs to go from uh, engineering uh, individual contributor role to maybe engineering supervisor, engineering manager. What are those things that he needs to understand from a business perspective? You maybe need to spend time with finance. Maybe he needs to spend time, a little bit more time on a different perspective with sales and marketing. All the while, you're giving them training, expansion mm -hmm. in the business as far as scope, right? And they're more willing to lean in and stay with the company versus, you know, hey, appreciate you coming in today. And then the next day they show up and say, hey, here's my two weeks notice if you get that. Well, and you know, it, it is interesting as people are moving around quite frequently. And I, I can't help but think that people move around for a number of reasons. And one is if they don't see a path to, you know, promotion, a better opportunity. Um, you know, I'm hearing anecdotes uh, about companies that are doing the right things and hiring quickly, making offers and getting people and hired. And they're supposed to show up on a Monday and they never show up. Yeah. You know, what, what, what sort of uh, feedback or suggestions would you have when those, when those situations come up? Cause they're happening all the time. Well, yeah, it's the ghosting factor, right? Um, right. You get all excited because maybe after about six months, you finally fill that role and that either, Hey, that person, you know, doesn't show up the first day or shows up the first day and you're all excited. Oh God, there, there's another one off the list. And then they don't show up the rest of the week. Like what happened? So first of all, it's, it's really the interviewing process. The screening process just has to be evaluated and, and make sure that, you know, you're asking those open ended questions that really come from the heart as to why they're shifting, why are they deciding a new opportunity? And what does that length of period may look for them, right? Just trying to be open and honest. Um, when you start to have the discussions, you can turn around and um, get a general feel. I always say the gut factor, right? I think the gut factor has uh, saved me a couple of times in Desert Storm um, when I should have, when I thought I should have go left and I, I flanked right uh, for a better <laughs> term. And I think that's the same way with business. The second and most important thing, you know, for those people that show up the first day it's the onboarding process, right? So many people, so many businesses are so busy, but they don't create kind of the first week or the first two weeks, right? It's not structured. It's like, I don't get introduced to all the people that I need to talk to. 
I don't get a clear understanding of how do I escalate my concerns and who do I escalate those to. If you can clearly do that, back to your question about, you know, going in and what I can do on Monday, you can evaluate those and make tweaks right now to have a higher probability that you won't have those, those ghosting efforts or those one and dones. you know, they show up one day and then they're gone. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you, you know, this, this war on talent, and we've spoken about this on several shows, George, it, it is absolutely positively real. And as I, you know, think through, you know, bench strength and talent, you know, the one thing that becomes evident to me, George, is taking a genuine interest, you know, in your, your teams and not just your direct reports. You know, I know from conversations that you and I have had over coffee over the past several years, George, you're notorious for walking around and talking to pretty much everybody who will talk back to you. Share a little bit about your philosophy on, you know, what what, what does that entail and what sort of things uh, have you learned by doing that and, you know, just how that helps you build your team and your bench strength? Well, you know, I, I kind of relate it to kind of a day in the life in any any scenario, right? The same thing with a business. And part of that day in the life is the cadence. What's your cadence, right? So I tell people, you know, um, if you're in that operations manufacturing role, um, there are certain things that you should carve out each hour, right, to make sure that you touch people, you know, metaphorically, not physically, but uh, <laughs> going out and talking to them and say, hey, you know what, maybe 805, 905, and maybe 105. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do my rounds, right? And I'm just going to turn around and lean in and ask people open-ended questions. Don't just say, how are you, right? But, you know, what did you do this weekend? And, and really get a genuine interest in folks, right? Sure. Um, because when people feel that um, you really value me beyond just what I can produce today for you, um, they're more willing to stay on, right? They, they like their managers, right? And I think, you know, it's not to say that, you know, like likability is a weakness as long is, is it's distributed, you know, equally and, and genuinely, right? I always tell people that one of the other things is recognition, right? I think a lot of times companies are given uh, recognition out with an eyedropper, right? Um, and, you know, the, the, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a slew, it's like a river, you know, when things don't go well or you haven't done something. And I think that perspective has to change in businesses. What, one, one final thought, you know, as you and I have uh, been chatting a little bit about bench strength and people and communication, there's obviously functional areas. I know you come out of operations. My background is finance and accounting. Talk a little bit about partnering in some of the other functional areas, specifically um, HR uh, and, quite frankly, the uh, the CEO. How do you how do you work all that in terms of uh, well, uh, the bench strength exercise? Well, one of the things you know, I think we talked about in previous shows is you know where is HR right? Um, and a lot of the CHROs, CHROs that I talked to um, writing the second book really clearly articulated that the successful organizations have CEO at that C-level, right? They're not just the ones that do, you know, the, the, the tasks um, and, you know, hey, I need to turn around and get my 401k started, et cetera. But they have a general understanding. They're the conscience of the business, right? They're the sounding mm -hmm. board. They can help coach and mentor and actually identify to senior leaders when managers are struggling because a lot of times people tend to go to HR before they tend to go to the manager. Um, and I think the other thing from a CEO perspective is, is that we get, there's a lot of things that are um, really taking your time. 
or for you just to take, you know, once every three days and walk around your operations, your company and everything else and generally have a genuine interest in folks. You know, people tend to, 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 to latch on to that versus, you know, last time I saw our CEO was on our quarterly update, right? Uh, right. Uh, via, via the Skynet or whatever. So, so George, I want to, I want to just reach out one last time to you. When's this book going to be out? Because given what's happening right now, I, I just can't think of a better time to get this book out and into people's hands. Are we talking, you know, August or, uh, you know, can yeah, I, I look say forward to July, by- August, end of July, August, as I shared with you before we hit the off the show, um, I sent the final edit back to my editor just to verify um, and I'm pretty excited because, again, through networking, I may have a dead ringer to turn around and either write my forward or at least get me a great resignation or great resignation, great recognition on the backside of the cover. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so, yeah, end of July, beginning of August, um, going to self-publish on Amazon, hardcover. It's a business book. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this book. Well, George, as you know, these 22 minutes, they go awful fast. We're at the witching yeah. hour. So let's uh, let's bring it on home, my friend. Well, you know what? I, I, I'd like to thank our ghosted, our ghosted subject matter expert, Jamie Gould. <laughs> um, so if if Ethan can show the uh, outline of Janie, um, she's a wonderful person. She's an HR CHRO, she's helping clients, you know, a lot of the things that we're talking about today, develop talent, help create and sustain and keep that talent. Um, so you can reach out to Jeannie both on LinkedIn or the email here. We both love her. We, we do. And, and Janie, we're sorry we couldn't see you this morning. Um, we miss you. And hopefully we'll catch up with you at a coffee shop nearby. So, George, it's that time, my friend. Uh, we want to give a quick shout out to our award-winning uh, uh, friend, Ethan, uh, who is uh, who makes this all work. Our, our buddy, Ethan Connor, who you never get Absolutely. to see, but he's out there. So thanks. Thanks to Ethan, um, an award, an award-winning sponsor and soon to be a podcast sponsor, as we just learned earlier. So. We're all yeah. good. So, so George, again, if you guys are looking. If you guys are looking for a good producer to make sure that you don't have to turn around and watch the screen and watch questions, etc., make sure that all the prompts are. Ethan's been really great. Uh, he's been with us since uh, December. Uh, has really kind of upped the show as far as progress and flow and keeps us on a time. You guys don't see it, but we see the private chats. Five minutes left. Two minutes left. <laughs> You're done. So, so George, reach out to us. George, our next show is uh, Help Your Team. Uh, I'm assuming that'll be out uh, uh, er- early part of uh, July. Is that right? Yeah, right in the July 4th heat wave. Uh, we hope that we can get a couple more uh, uh, visitors uh, during that time. But I understand that uh, family time is uh, precious. But uh, we're going to continue through the chapters. And we're going to learn a lot more about how business leaders uh, can help uh, each of their employees and create a culture. Uh, Until our next show, uh, we want to wish you all a nice weekend and a cool Saturday, especially if you're in the Midwest. Um, And uh, a great week ahead. And uh, remember to achieve forward. And get better. Bye for now.